Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta in North Fulton. And folks, if you are tired of the big bank experience, and you know what I mean by that, if you're at a big mega bank where you can't find a live person to speak with, to resolve your problems, uh, maybe you need to go check out Renaissance Bank. I find that Renaissance Bank is big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but small enough to do it in a personal way. I know that from my own experience. So if that's the kind of bank you're, or banking experience you're looking for, then go check out Renaissance at renaissancebank.com. You can find one of their local offices and give them a call, and I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now we have got a studio full, I'm delighted to say. We, we have got um, Irene Sanders, who's the executive director of Johns Creek Student Leadership. And we have got a lot of the members of that uh, organization with us, uh, students uh, from various high schools. And we're going to get to them and talk about their projects in a second. But first, I want to welcome Irene Sanders. Irene, welcome back to the studio. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's great to have you here. So um, for those that don't know about your organization, let's give a little overview about the great work you're up to. Um, student leadership is uh, part of Leadership Johns Creek, which was, um, they've entered their 15th year, and student leadership is celebrating their 10th year this year. And um, it's a program that is uh, en- encompasses Centennial, Chattahoochee, Johns Creek, uh, Northview High School Innovation Academy. But next year, we're going to be expanding the program because uh, it's so popular that we turn down more kids than we accept. So next year, um, with the um, retirement of Linda McCain from the Fulton County School Board, we have decided to increase it. We've also added Mount Pisgah and um, Providence Christian Academy, both to the program. Um, so, so we're going to end up having the public and the private schools of Johns Creek. Oh, that's great. Um so what is the purpose? I mean, why did the organization start here now t- 10 years ago? You're about to celebrate your 10th anniversary, right? Yeah, we, are, we were in the 10th year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a part, it was kind of a, a part um, of the adult program and the success that the adult program had been. They decided that they wanted to transfer that into a student program. The thing that makes our program unique is that it's a two-year program versus a one-year program. Um, so in the first year, the kids uh, have to do a group project, which we all know is not the easiest thing in the world because uh, every group project has uh, hiccups. And um, much like Game of Thrones, I always say it's it's uh, there's always the, the one guy that did the least amount of work becomes king. Um, and so they do a group project. It's community-based. Um, and then the second year, they focus a little more on their personal um, branding and they do a LinkedIn, they do an online portfolio, they have to shadow someone in a field that they're interested in going into. And it just looks very impressive to colleges for sure. But I think they also learn um, how to how to um, live with it, in, in an adult world as, as students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And because your program is two years old or two years long, Mm-hmm. Um, you've got some some real heft to it. I mean, it, this is you're working on some serious projects that take a lot of work to do, and this is not just checking off boxes. I guess is maybe the way to say it. No, yeah. Last year we did um, some pretty significant um, documentary films through a, a grant that we received from the um, Georgia Humanities, and then um, and that and I'll let Aria speak to that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year we won a Library of Congress grant, and four of our teams in the first year are doing um, a, a grant that's called Same Storm, Different Boats, and it's about COVID. Um, and it's been a haul for them. They have had to find primary research and um, learn how to do that on a co- and it's basically a college level work, and it's extracurricular. They're not getting 
college credit for it. So it's, mm. it's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you brought it up. So let's go to Aria Smith. Aria is going to tell us a little bit about the Macedonia Cemetery Documentary Project. Tell us about what that's all about, Aria. And first of all, before though, before you do that, I need to let you introduce yourself. Tell tell everyone what high school you're you're from and a little bit about you. Hi, my name is Aria Smith, and I'm a senior at Chattahoochee High School. Uh, this is my second year in the Student Leadership Johns Creek program, and my first and only in the Secretary of State program with Student Leadership. Terrific, terrific. So the Macedonia Cemetery Documentary Project. Tell us about that. What is that all about? Right. So it's a four-part documentary, and the overall documentary is called They Were Here. So the first documentary is, well, the first part, I should say, is called The History of Macedonia African Methodist Cemetery. And the second, which was the one that my group worked on and I narrated, is called The Diverse People of Johns Creek. The third one is April Waters and the Importance of Historical Research. And the fourth is the future of the cemetery. And overall, there were about 40 kids, I'd say, that worked on it. And we had a lot of help. We were uh, sponsored by a professor at Mercer University. And we had a lot of help from um, other people. And Miss Irene Sanders was mm. always amazing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's awesome. Well, for those that don't know about the Macedonia Cemetery, give an introduction to that Um to that piece of property. Okay. Yeah. So it's a small piece of property. It's, um, it's pretty hidden. It's on the corner of state bridge and, and one forty one. Yeah. And, um, you know, it doesn't really get much public recognition. I remember looking it up on maps the first time we all met there and it wasn't there. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we met there and there were some graves and there were a good hefty amount it's most people who were there, they had died from the last pandemic, which we all thought was really interesting and kind of exp- insp- sorry, inspired our pro- our project from this year, the same storm, different boats. Mm-hmm. And I'll let um, some other students talk about that more. But um, yeah, there were a lot of graves there. And, you know, we went there and there's no history, you know, we, there is lots of history, I should say, but there's no documented history. And we were able to kind of bring that all together and really share with the public, like what the history of Johns Creek was before it was founded in 2006. Mm. So we like asked the uncommon questions of like, what was this land in the 1800s? Why? And we learned a lot of very interesting things. Like why is McGinnis Ferry called McGinnis Ferry? You know, like why is McGinnis Ferry called McGinnis Ferry? It was a, uh, it was a road that's been there way longer than we all think. Yeah. And it was there in like the 1800s and mm-hmm. it was still called McGinnis Ferry then. It was a long trading route. And I thought that was super interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, the name kind of stayed the same throughout like 200 years. And, you know, no one would really like think about that. So, yeah, that's cool. And, and so what is it about? I mean, this cemetery goes back to the, to the pre Civil War time, right? Right. And so what it, what is it about? Why was this history lost, I guess, is the question. You know, it's it's a small cemetery. And I think that because, like, no one really put in the effort that we did and no one really, like, took the time to figure out who are these people that are here, what are their, what is their history, um, that's why, like, the history was kind of lost, I'd mm. say. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't, like... And this isn't a cemetery you see when you're passing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's tucked in behind a little strip mall on the corner of 141 State Bridge. So you don't just like, you don't see it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's not a place where one would go to, um, you know, bury like a new loved one, I'd say. Unless they have history and they know that these people are like, that they're here. Right. You know, we we were able to kind of put all that history together. Say. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, my understanding is that this cemetery is is um, a lot of folks that are buried there are slaves. Yes, were, were enslaved people, and uh, so therefore African American. Yes, that's true. Like okay. a lot of them were. Okay, okay, got it. So that might be one reason why that history wasn't preserved, right? 
Yes, a lot of them were enslaved African Americans and enslaved uh, Cherokee. Oh, and enslaved Cherokee as well. Wow. Mm -hmm. That goes back even further. Yes. Wow. So what, um, talk about just the process of doing all the research that you had to do for this uh, cemetery, because you're talking about records that in some cases didn't even exist, and you really have to get oral histories back in there somewhere, don't you? Yes. So we found a lot of primary sources. We had some help from Mercer University, uh, Mm -hmm. Dr. Parada, Catherine Parada. She helped us with um, finding uh, primary sources and our historical research. Um, We were able to get an interview with one of the um, great-great-grandsons of a man who was buried at the cemetery that people thought was a woman because... His name was April Waters, and we found on record that he was paying taxes, and the only people then that were paying these kinds of taxes were men. So mm. we were able to get a you know firsthand interview with someone who's related to someone buried in the Macedonia African American Cemetery. Wow. So. Fascinating. Uh, Aria Smith is with us, folks, and she uh, is a Chattahoochee High School student and one of the uh, student leadership, Johns Creek participants. So, uh, Aria, talk about that help you got from Mercer. They were really instrumental in really um, helping you take that project forward in ways that you might not been a- have been able to do otherwise, right? That's right, yes. Um, doc- Dr. Catherine Parada, she was so instrumental in helping us um, find primary and secondary sources and, you know, as students, we were, you know, we obviously looked for her for guidance, but a lot of the the essays and putting these um, pieces of work together to really, and the, like, the scripts for the documentaries, all of that was primarily the students' work as well. And she really helped us, like, um, going over it and, um, you know, making sure everything was correct and helping us find those sources and um, putting it all together. She was, she was really helpful. Yeah, that's terrific. Now, you also received uh, some congressional recognition, right? Yes. Talk about that. So from Lucy McBath, she was just so amazing. Con- uh, Congresswoman Lucy McBath, she gave each person who worked on the documentary, she gave us all a certificate of special recognition um, from, suppose, mm, sorry, Certificate of Special Congressional Recognition. Yeah. Um, and I am so, so internally grateful because that was just such a great, like, wow thing, you know? Like, um, she really helped. She, um, she was, she's very involved in student leadership Johns Creek. Mm-hmm. She actually gave us a recommendation for the grant for our next, the project we're working on right now. And, um, yeah, I'm just so grateful. Wow, that's just that's terrific. So I want you to ask, answer um, a question. I'm sure you got something like this, some version of this question along the way. Is why does this matter, right? Why why does uh, this research into Macedonia Cemetery that nobody knows about? Why does it matter? What's important to that? Why was this so important for you as your you and your group of students to do this work? Well, like you just said, you know, nobody knows about it. And I don't think that that's right. You know, these were people. These were people with families mm-hmm. and they're buried in the cemetery. They have history in on the land that we walk on. And nobody really talks about that. So in my group, a lot of us have lived in Johns Creek for years. Some of us were born in Johns Creek. So this is really important to us. And a lot of us were born here even before Johns Creek was founded, 2006, you know. Mm. So, and our families lived here and whatnot. So I think it's just really important that everyone gets their history shared Mm -hmm. because these people were buried in the cemetery and, you know, they deserve, they deserve to have their history documented and shared and everyone in Johns Creek deserves to know, like, what was Johns Creek before it was titled Johns Creek, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. So, um, one more question about uh, the the um, 
documentaries themselves. So when you finished everything, you did a screening at Johns Creek High School, right? Uh, yes. And that was back, what, last January, I think? Yes. Yeah. And so for those that are hearing about this for the first time, can they go online and see these documentaries? Absolutely. They awesome. can go to um, studentleadership.com, mm-hmm. studentleadershipjohnscreek.com. Mm-hmm. And the four documentaries are right there. They're all on YouTube, super mm-hmm. accessible. They're about eight to 10 minutes each. And I highly recommend that you look at them because we put a lot of work into it and you'll definitely learn something. That's terrific. Now, before we let you go, let's give a plug for Student Leadership Johns Creek and what you've, your experience in this organization? I've had a really good experience, honestly. I joined, um, well, I was accepted the summer before my junior year, and about a month after that, Miss Sanders sends a mass email to a lot of people saying, hey, there's this big project, um, who wants to do it, basically? And we all know that in our first year, that is the whole thing. We're doing this big project to give back to our community. Mm-hmm. And I read this and it was all about interviewing people and bringing, like educating the people of Johns Creek on the land that we are walking on and telling the untold stories of these enslaved people. And I just thought it was so interesting and so cool and such a great thing to be a part of. So two minutes later, I'm emailing her back. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so That's great. That's great. Well, congratulations on this great work. You and your team that worked on it together, Aria Smith. And Aria is uh, now a senior at Chattahoochee High School. Aria, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Now I want to turn to uh, Neha Gram. Did I get it right, Neha? Yeah, you did. I just want to make make sure. Um, And Lakshana Ramanan. Great. Neha Lakshana. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's, uh, before we get into the work you, you've you been involved in most closely uh, with uh, student leadership, Johns Creek, let's give everyone in an introduction to you. Neha, you go first. Yeah, so I'm Neha Gurum. I'm a sophomore in Northview High School currently, and uh, I am, this is my first year doing student leadership Johns Creek, and it's also my first and only le- year being a secretary student ambassador for student leadership Johns Creek. Awesome. Lakshana? Hi, um, I'm Lakshana. So I'm a junior at Innovation Academy, and this is also my first year at student leadership Johns Creek as part of class of 2024. And I'm also one of the nine like secretary of state ambassadors. And I think like this has been such a great program for me, and I'm so glad that I joined this. That's great. So, uh, uh, Neha, let's talk about debates. Uh, unlike a lot of other places uh, around uh, Fulton County and beyond, um, the local debates in Johns Creek for State House, State Senate, Fulton County Commission are run by a student leadership group, right? Isn't that pretty cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what what's the reaction of these candidates when they're told, hey, a bunch of high school students are going to be running this debate? What, what kind of reaction do you get? I think they were honestly, truly um, blown away by our performance. I'm not going to lie. I think we put in a lot of effort to create a diverse list of questions mm-hmm. and also just... Um, really just making the experience more organized for them and making it professional. And uh, I remember that um, Commissioner Liz Hausman, she was running for uh, a state Senate position at the time. Mm -hmm. She actually came up to, I actually asked her for a picture because I do look up to her very closely. And uh, she said that, oh, I wish when I was your age, I got into politics like this too. And you guys did such a great job and it was organized. And we just got a lot of compliments really. That's that's terrific. You you might be more organized than some of the adults that run these things at other places, I would think. That could be. Um, but let's talk about the different races. So you were uh you had debates for State House 48, State Senate 48, State House 50, State Senate 14, Fulton County Commission District number 1, right? Did yeah. I get all that right? Yeah. Okay, so um I mean, those are a lot of different races, a lot of different there's different geography uh, because Johns Creek's a big area and there are a lot of different jurisdictions or, or uh, districts that are covered in Johns Creek. 
So talk about that um, preparing for all these different candidates and their uh, different um, uh, what they're going to come at you with. Yeah, so there are nine ambassadors in total. So mm -hmm. each of us had a different position in the debate. And also each of us got assigned a different candidate to research. Mm -hmm. So um, I remember me and my other fellow ambassador, Alicia, we got assigned the commission debate. So I had to research um, Maggie Goldman and she had to research um, Bridget Thorne. And, you know, we had to research all these different candidates to just get more information of what their platforms are and ask questions based on that. And also uh, something that we did to kind of lessen the load for us is we asked the same questions to uh, like all the state senates. And then we asked different questions for like the Fulton County commissioners. So we kind of um, we had to do a lot of research and just find different questions to that would really like, you know, really make their platforms heard and just make sure we tackle all the issues that Georgia is facing. Yeah. Now, Lakshana, you are were you you're part of the debate group as well? Yes, I was one of the moderators for the debate. Oh, really? What yeah. was that like? So it was actually really nice because yeah. I got to like ask the candidates the questions and yeah. hear their answers firsthand. And it was like nice interacting with the candidates, I would say. And they were like paying attention to what you were saying. So like it was definitely a bit nervous, I think, like getting the mic right and like speaking properly. But mm -hmm. after it was done, I was really glad that I got the opportunity to be a moderator. Now, did you... um did you have to like uh, gavel anyone for going over time or anything? Um, I think like I would sometimes they would go on time. I'd be like, um, you're sent like your time is up. But yeah. most of the candidates, they understood what the rules were after seeing the other candidates do it. But we also had like another like MC, like controlling the candidates and like and timers too, to make sure they were on track. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, and, and w I can see why everybody wants to get their message out, but you, you got, you got to follow the rules, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what, what is the reaction that you get? I'm, this is for both of you to answer. Um, the reaction that when you have Johns Creek citizens that are there, right. And what, what do they say to you when these debates are over or later on when they see you around? Um, I think the reaction was similar to the candidates. They thought we did a great job, but it wasn't really after the debate where we got the reactions, but it was during the debate. Um, we had a lot of hecklers and really, you know, just the, I guess like they were, they were very engaged in the debates, but you know, when you are engaged, you also react really like some people just had a weird reaction to some of the answers that the candidates would say. Okay. And, they weren't heckling your questions. They were heckling answers. Yeah. They were okay. heckling answers. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And, um, I think like, even as you know, the MCs that were assigned to those debates did a great job just controlling the audience really. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was kind of tough at times cause they would applaud when they weren't supposed to, or like we'd see people like laughing in the background while someone's just trying to answer a question. So. Right. Yeah. What like, about you, Lakshana? Like to add on to that, I think like, the moment like I remember is like after finishing like being a moderator and meeting all the candidates like coming off the stage and meeting like the parents like I felt like they were all like saying you did a good job and like taking photos of like all of our ambassadors so I think like I definitely feel like proud and like felt that I did a good job like all of us did a good job and I feel mm -hmm. like it was nice to get recognition from like the public to also see like okay we put in the effort and the effort's like well deserved and you it sounds like that um I mean, I know that diehard supporters of each candidate, you know, they're, they've got their own opinions about how, how it all worked out. But it sounds like those more dispassionate observers thought that y'all were pretty even-handed with everything, right? And you asked pretty good questions, but tough questions, right? Which need to be asked in these debates, right? Like, we made sure to, like, make sure the questions were fair and equal for both candidates. Right. Like, sometimes, like... If it was like felt biased, like we we went through all the questions and made sure that it's not just hard for one candidate, just to make it fair for everyone. Sure. Yeah, we try to make it as um, neutral as possible. I would say, and we even gave candidates an opportunity towards like the end of the debate to even ask their fellow opponents a question. Really? So, yeah. How would that work out? Um, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was, I feel like it was good, but, uh, you know, there were some heated questions that were being asked. So, I'll bet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By that time, the, the temperature's rising just a little bit yeah. behind those uh, mics and those candidates, right? Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. They asked some, they did, they definitely did their research on their opponents and just asked them those type of questions. So. Okay. Okay. So, um, 
you have uh, student leadership. Johns Creek has been doing these debates. How long? How many years? What, what year was this? Uh, we've been doing these debates for five years now. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, and doesn't sound like that it, it, your involvement in this is going to end anytime soon, given the great job you're doing with it. No, I think like, even if I'm not like secretary of state ambassador next year, I'll definitely be like in the audience watching like for the ambassadors and like, mm-hmm. seeing like the candidates. Cause it's not just like being involved in the debate. It's just like hearing like the candidates answers and like being involved in civics at like a young age. Like you can, can you, you can continue that later on too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So let's talk about the other um, government related projects and visitations and whatnot that y'all have been uh, doing? Yeah. So, um, so for the library Congress project that you're going to have a couple of people talk about that later, but um, we actually, during government day itself, I got the opportunity to interview uh, commissioner Liz Hausman. Mm -hmm. And I also later after that, I also got the opportunity to interview um, mayor John Bradbury so I thought those two, uh, I thought that was very, you know, such a good experience because they get to, you get to talk to them, you know, one-on-one and get to mm-hmm. know them better. And they just know your name after that. It's just like such a, especially for someone like me who's passionate about politics, I think it was such a good experience. Yeah. Alexana? And like, so we had government day like last month for class of 2024. So basically it was like a whole day event. So we went to like the Fulton County like center and talked to commissioner Liz Hasman and like she gave like a like overview of like what's going on in the county and like just to make us like informed and I had the opportunity to give her like a award for her recognition like for her work that she's done and like I felt like connected because I was the one who had to research her for the debate so like I had like write this speech and like I remember just like she's such like a good commissioner because she looks after all like the people of Fulton County and it was nice to hearing her like her work and like seeing how passionate she's about the mm-hmm. job and then like we also got to see like so many other people like in like the government like Judge Carnesale and Madam District Madam District Attorney um, Fani Willis and mm-hmm. seeing hearing about their jobs like made me like so passionate to see like how different the opportunities are within government and like is this something I want to go on in the future? So it was like very informational, but it was also like interactive because you could ask them questions and like see how, if you felt like interested in the job and stuff. And you also visited a couple of incoming uh, representatives, I guess too, right? Yes. We saw, we went to the Capitol and saw um, representative Scott Hilton and Senator Sean Still, and we mm-hmm. got like tour of the Capitol, but we also got to like see the chambers itself, like the Senate chambers and House chambers. Like, got to like sit in the seats and like see how the inside was. Like, to see like if we were a center in the future, like this is how it's gonna be. And like they explained what they were gonna do in their jobs, and like seeing how they represent their constituents. And we also got to ask them questions to see like just like to see how they do their job and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we also got a tour of the Capitol just to see like all the artifacts that they had. And like, mm. we had a, such a great tour head that he explained like the Capitol is not just like, it's also like a museum mm-hmm. all over Georgia. So it was really cool. Yeah. That's, and that's fascinating. Uh, a fascinating project. So the two of you and your uh, uh, colleagues have been involved from, uh, debate and you know political campaigns through talking to political leaders about um, their work and what they what they do once they're elected. Talk about um, I want each of you to maybe talk about your biggest surprise. I mean, the biggest thing that really surprised you before uh, as you went through this journey, Neha. Um. Yeah. So I think just. Honestly, the thing that surprised me the most is like the amount of information that I actually got about, you know, the state of Georgia and the politics in Georgia itself that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, Miss Cooper and Miss Sanders really helped us like get us informed of what's going on. Like, I didn't know that the Hope Scholarship was actually based on the lottery and is funded by the lottery. Like, that's something I didn't know about. And also just um, candidates, like I never actually went to a debate myself. So seeing their attitude too was also very surprising at times, but I think it definitely was like a good experience just to see their demeanor and some, and you just learn from that too. You like learn, okay, so 
maybe like when I'm speaking next time, I should be confident like them. And you just kind of learn to look up to that. Mm-hmm. Like Chana? Um, I think like one, one of the surprises was like to seeing like how there were so many opportunities to get involved in civics, I would say like going to debates and like actually like being a moderator at a debate, like a timer and like going to the Capitol and seeing all these representatives. But another thing was like seeing the candidates and like the representatives like behind the scenes. Like I always see them at on TV and like giving interviews and stuff. But then knowing that they're actually like really nice to the people and like when they interacted with us, like they were talking like they were normal people. So it was like surprising to see how like they have like a different personality as well not just like on screen like whatever they choose to like show people like mm-hmm. this is what they have also like another personality which was nice to see and like they're all so nice to like and wanted to talk to us too it wasn't just like they want to just do it. this is just part of their job like they're actually really interested in talking to the youth and getting them involved in like civic engagement so that was really surprising to see but it was also good so that like it inspires me to be more involved in politics and civics in the future well, they are real people, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Behind all the ads and uh, interviews and whatnot, uh, they're real people. So, and you brought you obviously brought that out mm-hmm. for the constituents of Johns Creek and for the other visitations you did. So, congratulations on that work. Thank you. That's awesome. So, um, before we let you go, though, let's just I want you to give your own uh, thoughts on your involvement in student student leadership, Johns Creek. Why you're glad you're involved what you hope to continue to get out of it. Cause this is your first year for both of you, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. How you want to go? <laughs> yeah. So even though it was my first year, I feel like I got such, I got so much out of it. I got to meet different politicians. I got to know more about, you know, politics and just the civics of Georgia. And that's something that I don't think I would have ever gotten if I didn't join this program. And I think like, even after that, Miss Sanders, especially she's like, the backbone of this program like she makes sure is like if you really have like you you want to pursue something she you know pushes you to pursue it and gets you the opportunities to also pursue it and like you know she's someone who's like really deeply interested in um what you want to do and makes sure that she gives you the right opportunities to get exposed to that which is something i don't think i would have gotten out of any programs program except this one and especially like if someone especially as someone who's like young i'm still a sophomore I think that all the leadership qualities that I'm being exposed to at, y- at a young age will definitely benefit me. And I'm just glad I joined this program, honestly. That's awesome. Yeah, ta- like piggybacking on Neha, I like I first became interested in politics like when I took AP Gov and that was during 2020. So I was like, that was honestly like, the best year to take AP Gov because a lot of things happened like elections, Supreme Court. Yeah. And then like when I came to like Innovation Academy as a sophomore, like that was our first year at school. I met like another previous Secretary of State Ambassador Tia Ranchode and she explained a lot about this program she was in and I became interested in and when it came time to apply for student leadership, leadership John Creek, I was like, made sure to like put in all my effort into the application. I was like really glad I got in because it seemed like such a good program and seeing now like being involved in for like a few months, like it's not only like an opportunity to get involved in civics, but the leadership aspect is also there. Like all the program days we've had, like I myself like had an opportunity to see like what leadership potential I have and like mm-hmm. in collaborating with other people and especially group projects to see like what can I do to improve myself and be a leader in my community? And being a secretary of state ambassador, like I was really glad I got to be part of this like nine special team. Like it's not only just like ambassadors. We work for the project. We are like really close and Miss Sanders, like it's, we just like get to be ourselves and like also express our opinions. It's mm-hmm. not just like, it's a really like collaborative area. And it, this definitely like pushed me to be more involved in politics, like in the future, like, the Senate election that runoff that happened, like making sure to follow the news, but like having a good community where I can express my interest in and also like further interest, like with all the opportunities Miss Sanders like gives us, it's definitely a great like thing that I'm really grateful for that I joined. And I hope that more people can also like experience the same thing. Neha Gram and Lakshana Ramanan. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming on and to tell your story and your involvement. You have great work, such great work. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for so having much. me. Absolutely. Now we're going to turn to Maggie Dowd and Katie Bernard, and they're involved in uh, a piece of 
student leadership Johns Creek that's pretty interesting. But before we get to that, just give a little introduction. Uh, both of you give a little introduction to yourselves and tell everyone about yourself. Um, Katie, you want to start? Sure. Thank you for having me today. Sure. I'm Katie, and I go to Northview High School. I'm a junior, and I'm involved in this uh, Same Storm Different Boats project with Maggie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yep. Um, tell us about you, Maggie. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Maggie Dowd. I'm a junior at Johns Creek High School, and I'm also involved, along with Katie, in the project for the COVID crew grant, Same Storm Different Boats. Same Storm Different Boats. So this... I think you just gave it away uh, about what it's about. So it's about the the experience that people had in COVID, right? And yes. The, during the pandemic. So t- t- talk about what that the significance of that title. So with Same Storm, we all went through this period of time where we were uncertain, anxious, lonely, bored, just this time of real uncertainty. And mm-hmm. I think that's the key word with this project that we are working on. Um, just being uncertain about the future, what our future looks like, especially as students. So that was the same storm part. Different boats is we all have different experiences in this and the fact that some of us are working nine to five jobs. Some of us had to work from home, um, especially students. I know I can speak for a majority of high school students when I say that this was not an easy experience for any of us. Mm. Yeah, go ahead, Katie. I definitely agree. Being a student during covid you had to learn a lot new things it was just something that was thrown on everyone really unexpectedly a lot of people had different obstacles they had to face during this time but i feel like everyone can just bond over this experience that we all went through yeah yeah and and i think it's been pretty pretty documented but i mean in terms of just the effect that it's had and continues to have really right on students but uh talk about how the two of you made it through? I mean, especially for online classes, I was in my room alone for most of the day. I was uh, really happy to have my phone on me. I FaceTimed a lot of my friends during that time and picked up a few new hobbies like painting and bracelet making. And then I spent a lot of time with my family too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same for me. I had kind of different um, hobbies that I picked up. Like she said, I started playing guitar more, Um, which was something I had never done before. I tried to focus on school, but I mean, in my room all day, it did get very lonely. So for me, it was pretty rough. I had my sister and my mom um, along with my dog, which really helped. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs always help, don't they? They do. Uh, (laughs) um, I'm a dog lover too. So um, this was an interesting project because um, this was like recent history where Obviously, there are no books written yet. You're going to primary sources and um, asking questions and doing that original work. So just talk about that process of research. So we were split into uh, four different groups. Some of us interviewed some people about their time during COVID. For my group, we found videos and um, visuals and audio of people's time during COVID. Specifically for me, I was asking my friends for videos they had on their phone from that time. Mm -hmm. I looked on my school's yearbook and magazine websites to find interviews they did, which unfortunately I didn't. But it was just important finding these sources from the people from our own community about that time we all experienced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My group is in charge of literary text, poems, blogs, Um, It was difficult to find these resources, but with great help from Ms. Sanders and Dr. Parada at Mercer, we were able to find some of these primary sources. I know we found a lot of um, poems. I used some that I had written, actually, which was something else I picked up during this time um, of COVID. But we just found a lot of these sources going to libraries, searching webs. I did go through my school's magazine that I got from one of my favorite teachers Mm -hmm. and she really helped with that a lot. So just finding these resources to put in this virtual notebook, you could call it. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about the involvement with the library of Congress. The library of Congress came in along the way somewhere. Yes. So we were able to secure that grant. Uh, Miss Sanders sent out an amazing email and letting us COVID crew know that we had secured that grant, which is really something special. Um, So 
with this grant, we are going to be able to put on a traveling exhibit for this. Oh, wow. Um, also, we're going to be releasing a book filled with our sources, filled with our sources, and we're going to be able to put that in OC Library. So this grant has been a huge blessing in terms of getting our information out there and having something that people can really go back and learn more about the history of everyday lives during this time. To add on. Yeah, please. Um, we're working on one of the only grants being worked on by teenagers. And I feel like that's a very special opportunity for all of us. Yeah. from the, You mean one of the only grants from the Library of Congress? Right. Oh, itself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that's got to be uh, pretty uh, a big honor. I mean, that you've got to feel for that, right? Yes. Yes. Wow. That's terrific. So, um, again, Mercer's involved here. Um, and you're getting some help from Dr. Parada. Thank you. I couldn't remember her name. So Dr. Parada, uh, shout out to Dr. Parada. Uh, she's busy b- b- helping all the uh, great students, uh, in, in your uh, organization. This is a, th- that's awesome. Um, talk about, uh, what you've learned out of this project so far. Um, well, for me, it's been about really hearing other voices, you know, that were put into this effort during this time, you know, so hearing from my friends, going through old texts from some of my family members, it was just really interesting to go back through now that we're sort of out of the whole thing. Um, But for me, I learned kind of how everyone's experience was different in ways that it was different, but how also I could relate it to my own experience, which was comforting in a way. Alongside all the experiences we learned from everyone, I um, just realizing how much work it is putting together all of these projects. I keep <laughs> thinking about all the other grants the Library of Congress has sent out and how much effort has been put into it. And I just can't believe I'm part of making history. Yeah, absolutely. And talk about just the importance of documenting this history. Why is this so important? As teenagers, this is really the first time we're aware of the experience we're facing and we're experiencing. So documenting this in our own eyes and our own ways, um, I feel like helps set the groundwork for whatever else has to come. Yeah. To add on, I mean, this is going to be something that's studied in the history books. This is going to be a major event in history. And I just think it's important to, you know, write this down, put it in a book that people can see, hold a traveling exhibit for those later on to come back and reference during their history projects in 2040. I think it's really important to keep track of our history so that we can build on it and learn from it. Mm-hmm. So let's give a status on where we are. I mean, we're, we're recording this show here mid-December 2022 so talk about kind of where we are now where you are now with the project i should say and what what um what the when it's all going to kind of get wrapped up in the past few months we've been still collecting artifacts having our permission signed Mm -hmm. and in the next few months we're going to be putting it all together in our book creating Mm -hmm. um qr codes for our videos that we've found Mm -hmm. and hopefully it'll all be wrapped up around april Awesome. Yes. So that's when our deadline is for getting the book in um, and the traveling exhibit done for the grant. Mm -hmm. My group, I can personally say, is making really good progress. We just um, actually recently submitted the notebook with all of our primary sources that we had found on literary articles, texts, things like that, which will be done around April for the public to see, which is really exciting. Yeah, that's very exciting. Um, So... I guess when that comes out, uh, are you, you're going to have some sort of event, just like the the screenings um, of the Macedonia Cemetery documentaries. You'll have some sort of event, right? Yes, we are going to be holding um, a ceremony slash traveling exhibit at mm-hmm. City Hall. Right, right, and um, that's something folks need to stay alert to because you'll. I'm sure you'll be announcing that and putting out a, a, a release on that when that where they can find that. Uh, whenever the appropriate time is, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. We'll also be having um, the same at Mercer University um, with Dr. Prada helping mm-hmm. us with that, which is really exciting as well. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Um, so let's, for both of you, 
I want to ask the same question I ask your colleagues. Talk a little bit about your involvement in student leadership, Johns Creek, and why you um, why you're glad you're obviously glad you did it. Uh, you've got, you both got smiles on your faces talking about it. So talk about why it's been so important for you and your development, and why you would encourage others to get involved. Yes. So for me personally, um, I joined. I heard about it through um, a friend, and it it seemed like a really great experience and coming into it my junior year and preparing to continue it into my senior year. It's just been a great experience for me. I've met a lot of people, learned a lot of things because I do want to pursue a law government career. So this has been extremely helpful. Miss Sanders has been amazing in helping me learn everything um, and dive deeper into what I want to do. And it's really sparked that passion in me to continue on. It's also been an amazing experience to meet new people. Mm -hmm. Personally, I got involved because my, my dad was in the uh, leadership Johns Creek program for adults. Really? So he pushed me to join and that's when I met Miss Sanders and she's given me so many opportunities. I'm pretty sure she knows everyone in Johns Creek. Mm -hmm. She can talk to anyone. And I feel like I've been pushed, um, especially here today. I didn't think I would ever be, on a radio show. Well, I'm I'm kind of worried about all of you. I'm afraid my job's in trouble. So y'all done such a great <laughs> job. So uh, Katie, you and everyone's done such a great job. And I'm so I'm glad you came. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for um, Maggie Dowd, Katie Bernard, for the great work you're doing. Same storm, different boats, folks. Um, be on the lookout for that when when that uh, uh, when the uh, work of that project gets released here later in the spring next year yes thank you so much absolutely and we're going to bring back irene sanders and irene uh wow you got got to feel so proud when you listen to your students talk about the work they're doing um it's really the only reason i do it is because i enjoy the kids um i have two grown children Mm -hmm. my my husband's like why do you keep doing this it's because i really like doing what i do Uh so um i like them coming back from whatever college they end up going to and say, Miss Sanders, this helped me so much when I, you know, I have one student who went to Princeton and um, her very first assignment was to set up a, an online portfolio on the LinkedIn. So she automatically got an A. She was like, (laughs) it was great. (laughs) But then also to hear how they get involved in leadership in their colleges and, and beyond because a lot of these kids now have gone on and they've Mm -hmm. graduated college and they still reach out to me, which is, um, you know, satisfying. And I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, that's terrific. So you've got, um, a lot of other, you mentioned the LinkedIn and, and, uh, shout out to Greg Burkhalter because he comes and I think uh, (laughs) works with your students, but, but you, you've, these are really big projects, but you've got some other things like the, the LinkedIn training that happen throughout the year, right? Right. We do. Um, we do a strengths training, Gallup strengths. We do, um, leadership challenge, uh, the kids, uh, get a lot of guest speakers that talk to them about different things. Um, they, when they, um, like it was kind of interesting, at least for our our ambassadors that they did the debates and then they got to hear from the people who won the positions in their new roles. Mm. I thought that was kind of cool the way that that happened. Um, being able to do, um, like there are four other groups that are doing other projects that aren't, this grant project, but they're equally important. And they're doing things like where they're connecting with the seniors in Johns Creek and telling their stories and, um, or they're connecting with the youth uh, that are at the middle school level and talking to them about uh, how they can get involved in leadership. And uh, so there are other projects that maybe aren't as sexy as the library of Congress um, grant, but that the kids are working on equally as hard. Yeah, for sure. So you're, you've got plans to expand the program. Yeah, it was um, the program. We turn down more kids than we take. And it's always made me sad, but it ultimately comes down to the size of a bus going to government day. That's what it came down to. Mm. And there's only one of me. Um, and so it was just impossible. We, we could take 52 kids. That was it. Wow. Um, and then when Linda McCain decided that she wanted to leave the um, Fulton County School Board, 
and come on board with us, that allowed us to get two buses mm-hmm. because now there's two of us. And, um, and now more kids are going to be able to have the opportunity to do this. However, there still only will be nine ambassadors. So there'll be over a hundred kids, but only nine ambassadors. Yeah. Um, so it'll just make that program even, even more sought after, I'm afraid. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. And having, um, um, uh, more young people involved is, is will continue to strengthen the program, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, the kids, um, some of these kids like have the mayor's text number and they, they feel comfortable texting, you know, and, and superior court judges, they feel comfortable contacting them and saying, Hey, can I come to court and watch court? Um, I never got to do that when I was a kid. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Um, so you've, there's an adult program that's beginning. Talk about that. Well, we had to take a little, um, pause because of COVID, mm-hmm. which a lot of, uh, adult leadership programs did. Um, we didn't with student leadership because we realized the kids were, they were still going to school. And, and so a number of kids would not have been included. So we went remote with the, um, student program, but the adult program, we had to take, um, break a break from it. Um, and as a result of that, we've done some thought, you know, thoughtful approach to how we're going to move forward with it. And it, it appears that more people are working from home. More people really don't want a nine month program where they have to be committed to a, um, once a month meeting, um, giving up a whole day. So we're, we're doing a new program called leadership launch and it's going to be March 15th through the 17th. Um, they're going to get, um, the leadership challenge. They're going to speak to leaders in Johns Creek, um, uh, economic development people in Johns Creek. Um, they're going to learn more about um, our city, but also leadership um, from people who are leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're going to also do a LinkedIn. They're going to uh, learn that because part of what I found is that um, like the kids, they do this LinkedIn and then they, when they apply for like, jobs, they're like, Miss Sanders, it makes me feel so much better that my LinkedIn's better than theirs. <laughs> and so um, I think that adults even need help with it sometimes. And mm-hmm. so Greg is going to help us with that. Um, and then they're, you know, it's just going to be a really comprehensive day, uh, three days of leadership training. And we, we're really excited about it. We've already begun to um, fill the classes. I think it's going to fill up pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, if you're interested, there's, um, I'll give you the address after, um, at the end. Yeah. But uh, it's, I think we're really excited about um, being able to offer this uh, opportunity to the adults in uh, Johns Creek and beyond. It doesn't have, you don't have to be a Johns Creek resident. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, so just a North Fulton resident or, uh, just, uh, we're kind of targeting people who either like work in Johns Creek or live in Johns Creek. Um, but you don't have to be a Johns Creek resident. You know, a lot of people who work in Johns Creek don't actually live in Johns Creek. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, I'm breathless because of all the great information, the great work that has uh, been going on here for student leadership, Johns Creek. I'm delighted we were able to get uh, you back, um, Irene. And thank you so much for bringing uh, these awesome students. Thank you so yeah, much. They, they are pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And thank you for your great work and Thanks. your your dedication because you've done it now for what ten years. No, I, I actually came on board eight years ago. Oh, that's so right. I that's came right. in this. Um, okay. They were already two years in, um, and I came. And we've made some significant changes to the program for sure, but yeah. um, the core of it is to have leadership training. And it keeps building and growing every year, thanks to every you. Every year and, we yeah. do. We yeah. do try and find new things for the kids to do. Like last year when we did the Macedonia Cemetery things, I, w- I went to Dr. Prada and I was like, so what do we do next? And she mm-hmm. was like, let's apply for an even bigger grant from the library of Congress, which just blew me away about COVID. And I was like, are you out of your mind? I mean, who wants to talk about COVID, Mm -hmm. but it is really important that we, that we reflect on it. And, um, and it, it was really interesting to me because the kids who are doing this were either leaving middle school or, or starting, um, ninth grade. 
as as COVID hit. So mm. so we did a word cloud and and the biggest word was bored. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I wasn't bored. <laughs> but obviously they were bored and they were lonely and they were they felt trapped and uncertain. And um so it, it is important that they reflect upon it because it's almost cathartic that they can get it get it out there. And um uh, I was looking at some of the things that um, Maggie's group had done and they had some text messages that I, I was just like so interested to look at them because a kid was reflecting to another kid that he had COVID and he, and he thought he was going to die. And I was like, oh, wow. you know, I mean, it, and then they all had to write a collaborative essay at the very beginning. And as I was reading it, I was like, I forgot all about that. I forgot about that. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. So it was mm-hmm. probably because we wanted to forget about it, but it, it is important to remember what we did. Like, we sprayed everything out and kept it outside. And, right. you know, all of that stuff is important to remember that we did. And um, so I'm excited about the project um, as, as we're moving forward. That's great. Irene Sanders, student leadership, Johns Creek. She's the executive director of this great organization. So Irene, let's, um, you've got applications out for the, the next year's class, right? Yeah. Studentleadershipjohnscreek.com. Um, you can find the application. Um, we're taking them through the end of January. So January 31st is the deadline. Um, I encourage people who may have applied before, um, and didn't get in to apply. There are students, um, that didn't get in the first year, but got in their second year. Um, and it's in, important to, to try again if you didn't get in the first time. Mm-hmm. And then of course we're excited about adding the private schools as well. Absolutely. And, uh, the adult program, it, it, any, it's on leadershipjohnscreek.com. Okay. Um, and the application is there. It's called leadership launch. Uh, it's really not an application. It's just basically a form that you fill out and you pay the fee and, uh, and you're in. Um, but there's a limit of how many we're going to take. So you better get your application in. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the student program is a lot harder to get into. There's an application process. Um, but more kids are going to get in, which is exciting. Yeah. So studentleadershipjohnscreek.com is the uh, website to find out more. To uh, You can find it on leadershipjohnscreek yeah. um, or studentleadershipjohnscreek.com. We share the same website. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah. Um, and to to uh, some of the resources like the uh, Macedonia Cemetery documentary we've heard you can find there on the website. So, right. folks, check it out. And uh, Irene, wow, thanks again. Thank thanks you for, for having us. Yeah, thanks for your great work. Thank you so much, John. Yeah. Hey, folks, just a uh, quick thought for you. If you are drowning in your business with administrative tasks or bookkeeping or other back office work that is really taking you away from the the real place in your business that you really need to stay, which is in the front office with clients and uh, uh, taking care of clients and doing uh, sales. Well, here's an answer for you. Office Angels. Office Angels has a whole team of angels that will fly in, get the job done, and fly out. And they do it on an ongoing or as-needed basis. So my suggestion to you, if if you're drowning and you've lost the joy in your small business, uh, give S.E. Escobedo a call, 770-442-9246. Let her know that we sent you. Or if you're shy and want to find out more, go to officeangels.us. But I encourage you to call S.E., explain what your problem is, and let her help you. And I think you'll be glad you did. And, folks, just a quick reminder, North Fulton Business Radio, we're coming up on show number 600 Uh, And we're excited about that. You've supported us uh, tremendously over these past six and a half years, and you've done so by helping share the show when you hear of business leaders and community leaders that are doing great work in the community. And if you, and hey, this show's a great example of that. So please share the show uh, and let others know about the great work that's happening in our community with, with some 900 guests we've had over the years. Um, there's a lot of great things and stories to talk about and, uh, you've helped us celebrate that work and we're grateful for that. You can find the show on your favorite podcast app. North Fulton business radio is the search term. We'd love it. If you're not already a subscriber to please subscribe.
and thank you. So for my guest, Irene Sanders, and all the students of Student Leadership Johns Creek, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.